Hello, Tentative listener. At Tapa, we believe there is a better way to do our work, and we want to find it and share it with as many people as possible. We're looking for design leaders in our San Francisco, Raleigh, and London studios. While working on products alongside our designers and developers, you'll create a fulfilling work environment, support and grow the design team, and ensure studio success by participating in local business development. Visit thoughtbot.com jobs to learn more about working at ThoughtBot and to apply. There's so much around doing video calls. I know. It's, video it's calls just are all, all amazing. <laughs> Tom is making a Love Actually joke. At least that's what I'm thinking it is. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah, video calls are actually all around us. <laughs> what? So you're breaking oh, up. I didn't say anything. Is this better? Video calls, <laughs> am I right? You're frozen right now. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but I don't know if you're actually having issues over there. You're completely out now. Oh, no, that was me. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is editing in real time. <laughs> Have fun bedazzling. Oh my god. Beda- Thank you for the segue. We're bedazzling. <laughs> yeah. We bedazzled today. <laughs> With like actual bedazzlers? Yeah, like legit. The Boston office is running the JP Morgan Chase the 5K. The corporate whatever challenge. I don't know. I just may have made that up. But we had a crafter noon where we <laughs> um Elena. That is amazing. <laughs> That was an, that was definitely Elena's word. So good. Elena, one of our designers in the Boston office, brought in sweatbands and a ton of patches and a bedazzler and was like, go to town. Let's make some sweatbands for the race. That is really so awesome. Did you also bring in like jean jackets? Because whenever I picture bedazzling, I picture like light jean jackets. Dude, good point. And that's why I'm bringing home a patch that couldn't fit on the sweatband. Okay. And I'm going to put it on my jean jacket. Nice. It's a raptor. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. And I tried to bedazzle Tom's clothing maybe like five times and he wouldn't let me. That is so unfun. It's okay. I actually managed to get him to bedazzle something else. <laughs> so it was a win uh, for sure. <laughs> bedazzled what? Your microphone? <laughs> Well, his his sweatpants. Nice. He already had a patch on it, and I was like, "What if you did this?" I did just a little more bling to that. Yeah, that's exactly it. We added tiny pieces of bling to it. Nice. Are you all also wearing like tube socks with like <laughs> blue and red tops with striped tops and like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That's part of the crafter new. You have to wear tube socks. Tube socks. And really high shorts. And <laughs> yeah, that's already covered. That's that was easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really fun. I like that stuff. So. We have a bunch of clay here too that we've uh, the design team we've been meaning to get together and make little clay foods, like a plate of like of like eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great. Elena has so many supplies that she just brings them into the office. So we're ready. That's nice. Yeah. How was your Can day? We borrow Elena for a little bit oh yeah i mean i'm sure she'd love to go down to austin and 
set up shop with her craft box. Yeah. For a crafternoon. Yep. <laughs> how, yeah, how how was your day? Uh not nearly as fun. No. I've I've had meetings talking about like serious things. Oh wow. The biggest issue we came in yesterday, there was a like very short thunder and lightning storm here. Oh yeah. And our power went out for only a few minutes, but our internet never came back on. Oh. I left and sort of forgot about it and then came back to the office today and we still didn't have internet working. So that was a fun little Friday morning surprise. Oh boy. How long did that take to get up and running? Uh, Wing Chi, one of our developers here, reset our router and that seemed to do the trick. He had to reset it back to factory settings, both the software and the hardware. I don't know why a power outage would have done that, but... I'm not a technical person. You're not? A hard hardware person. Mm. No. Internet, and it's floating around in space around me, and that's all I know. I really wish that I can just make my own modem. I don't. I'm glad that there are smart people to do that for me. I just get frustrated. Like, the internet, this is something I won't dive too deep into because it's not relevant. But I mean, like, you sign up for internet, and then, like, the next year, it's more expensive for no, like, no reason. It's the same plan, but they're just like, I'm going to charge you more now. So, thanks. Oh, it's so annoying. That's why I want to make my own internet. <laughs> so, you're going to become your own internet service provider? Yeah. You can be my first yeah. customer. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I have tons of, of jewels. Um <laughs> <laughs> Patches, paper. Oh, clips. your modems will be bejeweled. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's that's the difference. You know. Mm. I'm starting to see see some of the benefits of switching over to, <laughs> to J and <laughs> J and P internet. So other than that, so you had a pretty you had a pretty meeting filled day today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this day has been really fast for me. I started to um, fiddle around with CSS Grid on one of our internal, like one of the, on the project that we use when we're pairing, mm-hmm. just kind of extending some stuff I learned this week in our design nice. share. And it's so great. The documentation for it is kind of confusing. I was just trying to find like in layman's terms, like what's a simple two column grid, three column grid, just kind of walk me through how to build a grid from like a two column. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I was looking at I examples. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't CSS tricks have something? I rely on them so they much do. and have relied on them so much for uh, Flexbox because Flexbox is the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like my understanding of Flexbox is like I am going to go look at CSS tricks and their <laughs> reference sheet. That is <laughs> and a based good, off of what they yeah. Have, I'm going to figure this out. I think that was my most visited site in like 2018. <laughs> Pretty sure. I think if if you still type in like C into my browser. Yes. I had the same just, thing. It's, it's that page. I had the same thing. CSS Tricks does have a grid cheat sheet, but it's very hefty. And it wasn't, mm. I wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. still learning like the the super basics. But it's just kind of all the information is there at once. And I was like, Elena, (laughs) 
again. <laughs> she is the the guest star of our episode today because she she walked by and I asked her if she had just a minute and she literally did it in like two minutes and I was nice. like, you're amazing. Yep. You're talking about typing in C and then it just kind of autocompletes to CSS tricks. To the, specifically that article. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I had that for a long time too. The other day I looked up calligraphy. <laughs> like I just searched for that. And now that has taken over my C-A-L type ahead, which is usually I do C-A-L enter and that's my calendar. But now it's like C-A-L enter oh, calligraphy. That's <laughs> so annoying. So if you ever need calligraphy, you know, let me know. <laughs> yeah. That's weird that it replaced... Mm-hmm. Like, I assume you go to calendar multiple times a day and have gone to calligraphy once. Yeah. So now I have to just kind of go back to the calendar a lot and trying. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Type the full word out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week we actually kicked off a new project and it was really good. It's an interesting one in that it's going to be a lot of expectations setting like so a lot of in that realm of consulting it's some some research up front and then using a sprint to kind of get started on an idea that we will just build upon for the next few months so it was a cool it was a cool week yeah do you know what kind of research you're going to be doing just some generative some user research just interviews to start we're going to use the first like a week of doing that to help inform Mm -hmm. our design sprint we had a sprint recently where it was very helpful to have user research up front because it gave us like five insights that were all kind of bucketed you know just like kind of little buckets of information we got and that helped a lot with determining a problem statement because it was a very very vague amorphous kind of sprint i found that doing like even just a handful of user interviews is really helpful before going into the sprint or like in the middle of the sprint before we start sort of like before we start diverging, having conversations with potential users or people who who have the problem. Yeah. It's especially good if it's a product that's been out for a while and you have, you have users out there because Mm -hmm. then talking to them first and getting their, their pain points, that's a good way to frame a lot of the the things that come up in the sprint. And it's a good yeah. way to kind of frame assumptions that you have because yep. you've heard someone either confirm that or actually invalidate that. Yeah, yeah the, the people who I usually target when there's an existing thing are people who have just recently purchased it or oh, have yeah. just recently left. I think those are the two most insightful users. Just because if someone's using it day to day, they haven't considered what their other options are as much as someone who's just switched or purchased or like whatever just started using it and someone who has just left the users we're talking to next week they touch the product at some point but it's unclear if they even know it still exists or if they even use it anymore or anything it's pretty loose those those people fall under the same category because they switched away if they're not like yeah using it anymore whether purposefully or not purposefully. Yep. It's a very interesting space. Yeah. So mm. it should be it should be cool. Some timeline interviews in there. Yeah. Get in their headspace. How do you start a timeline interview? Like what do you do? So I follow the 
I think it's rewire group. They call it switch interview and Mm. it's based off of jobs to be done. And they start off saying, pretend that we're making a documentary of, you know, your switch from product a to product B. We're going to like dig into each step along the way and sort of suss out all of the details so that we can make our documentary as like purposeful and like intentful as possible. And so that sort of sets the stage for like me asking really inane and weird questions that might have nothing to do with the products, but have a lot to do with the situation that they're in and the headspace that they're in. And, or at least I hope it does. I haven't thought of anything better. (laughs) How do you set those up? Well, I really like the way that you set it up as like, we're making a documentary, let's say like what are the steps I think like framing something like that in like a different, in a more tangible way that someone might understand better or like has experience with. I think I usually just say things along the lines of just like kind of tell me a story, like the beginning, the middle, the end, kind of similar to what you're saying, but I like the, the documentary thing. It's always fun doing those interviews because if I ask people to start at the beginning, it's never the real beginning. Yeah. Part of what I'm doing is sort of figuring out where the real beginning was and like sort of hopping along the timeline. No one ever really sort of like gives all the detail when they're telling a story Mm -hmm. or like recanting how they did something. And so you have to sort of like go back and and pick at certain points. Yeah. It's amazing. You can, you could talk to someone for hours if you just Mm -hmm. like pick apart everything they (laughs) say. My favorite thing about doing that, though, is like after the interview, going back and looking at all my notes and like reorganizing my notes so that it flows with the timeline of their whole experience. That's like fun for me for some reason. (laughs) How do you take notes? Usually I try to record the call. Like I'm trying to jot down and focus on the conversation. So I'm jotting down questions as they're talking or notes for questions. Mm -hmm. And then... I'll also try to write out a timeline, just a line with dots on it. And like where they start, I'll put it sort of towards the beginning, but not all the way at the beginning and sort of any highlight main points along their timeline. And then I'll go back and watch through the video again and sort of like fill in with more detail what's going on. I like that. I find, too, that whenever I'm taking notes, it's usually just writing down questions that I think of while they're talking. It's really great to have someone in the... Are you usually by yourself in these interviews, or are you with someone else? A lot of the times I've been by myself. Some of the times I've had the client that I'm working for on the call with me, Mm -hmm. but I don't rely on them, I guess, to take serious notes or... I guess, capture everything that I'm looking for and listening for. That's interesting. Is there a reason why you didn't have another designer in there with you? I think all of the projects have just been solo or one designer projects that I've been on recently. Got it. Yeah, recording the audio is so helpful. And we've we've been teaming up here, you know, two designers Mm -hmm. in a user interview and switch off on the role of facilitator and note taker. And I found like a good cadence too with interviews where, because the, the, the synthesis is also like all the unspoken hidden work in it too. <laughs> so really treating that as like a task that needs to be done. So I found that 
Like the first day, it's just having a bunch of interviews, like four, let's say four in one day to get a lot of information to start and having ample time in between to just kind of relax and start to, to just write down some, some key insights, things that mm. we discovered, things that we didn't really know before we talked to this person. So, so usually those key insights don't involve, you know, where they work, how long they've worked there for, you know, like stuff like that. So like the first day would be bulk of the interviews, like four. And like the second day, just have like either two in the morning or actually two in the afternoon for the second day. So you have, so you have the morning to kind of catch up and start, start synthesizing what you've heard yesterday. And then you have two more in the afternoon and then you kind of come in the next day and have a couple in the morning and then like have that the other afternoon free. So you have like you're due eight in a week and just kind of split them up a little bit. And I find that it's not nearly as grueling as trying to fit in as many as you can in one day. <laughs> like, it's not sustainable. I have done it before, like years ago, when there was just get it done. We, we would talk to five people in a day, like back to back, and it was so exhausting. So I think it's 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 nice to be able to build in some, some sustainability, especially if you're on a project where we had a project where it was like four weeks of research. So there's no way you're going to be doing four or five interviews a day every day, you know? Yeah, I, I've also done the crazy thing of like doing more, mm-hmm. more than five in a day. Whoa, wow. Doing like b- having them back to back to back to back. And it yeah. is crazy and sort of silly. And I think like my max now is four. So doing, having an interview, same an hour-ish interview, having mm-hmm. an hour-ish off and having it be like an eight-hour day sort of makes sense. And then following up, like being able to have time to go back and listen to it, I think is super important because you don't catch everything that they're saying the first time through. That's interesting. I've never gone back and listened to the whole thing. I don't think anyone ever listens to them. (laughs) (laughs) I used to not. I used to be like, I can just like take all the notes that I need during this call. But do you think like it's been very helpful for me to, while I'm sort of thinking through my notes and thinking through their timeline to go back and listen to each individual one. It also helps to like pick out words. Like I, I think it's very important that when I'm designing for an application for someone else that I'm using their language and a lot of the times when I'm writing notes, I write words down in my language. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all English, but like I'm ri- writing down my words, what I'm I calling don't... things, yeah. instead <laughs> of their words. And I think their words is what I want to put into my designs because th- those are the the words that are going to speak to that audience as opposed to me personally. Yeah, that's true. One of the things that the Rewired group does that I think is super interesting and I've I've wanted to try and just never had an opportunity to do is have essentially two facilitators for the interview and have mm-hmm. one main facilitator sort of like trying to you know continually get sort of the, the nitty-gritty details but have one other facilitator that's like sort of paying attention more to, to big picture things. Mm. And so like having two people being able to ask questions, you know, there's always points for me where I'm like, what is the next best question to ask? And I think having someone on the call with me to help would be great. 
Mm, I think it would be beneficial, not just for me, but beneficial, like make the interviews just a little more informational. I like that. Maybe we should try that. Just two, like two facilitators. And I'm assuming also then they're both taking notes too. I like, I like doing interviews a lot. I like those timeline interviews where I get to hear people's story a little bit like digging into someone's brain, seeing how they think through solving something essentially and how different it is, I guess, than, than how I would go about doing it. It's always fun. Yeah, I really like that a lot. And it's it's fun because I, for me personally, I'm like very curious and I like to ask people questions. So when I'm in that mode, it's it's really fun for me when I feel like I'm actually like in the zone. Because they, there's a lot of interesting stuff that people say, like in between the lines, you know, even just like some flippant one-off comments, like, oh yeah, and and that was really hard, you know. And then like they just say something like that, and you have to kind of like, oh, what was so hard about it, you know? Like, what was the frustration there? Instead of them saying a thing that's like a given to them, that they're like, well, obviously this thing didn't make sense, so moving on, <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, no, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, what didn't make sense about it? Like, what does that mean to you? <laughs> anyway, shall we wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, this has been episode 203. <laughs> this has been episode 72. Uh, I was only <laughs> off by a couple. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do the math. I was like, excited <laughs> for it. No. <laughs> it's so simple, but so hard. It's Friday afternoon. I'm not doing yeah. that. Come on. Three and the two. Forget it. Oh, my God. Episode 72. <laughs> you can find the show notes at tentative.fm slash 72. You can follow us on the Twitter at tentativefm. You can email us at hosts at tentative.fm. You can rate us on iTunes. And this is excellent. I think that's it. Woo! Wow. That's excellent work. Good job. I'm, great job. I'm a professional. <laughs> this was so fun. I had a great time. <laughs> it was fun. I'm going to go and I'm going to go to a Red Sox game. Ooh. I hope they lose. Wow. That's great. Thank you. I'll pass it along. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) All right, Kyle. Hope you have a good weekend. (laughs) You too. Have fun at the game. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh, come discover a better way to work.